0: You are listening to Faith in Podcast, where we discuss all things spirituality, femininity, education and much more. To have faith in God, yourself, love and this earth, even at times where it feels there is no hope, is our greatest strength. We shouldn't need to create movies about our lives, but instead live our lives like it is a work of art, romanticising everything and finding beauty everywhere. How we perceive ourselves and our perceptions of the world can all change through faith and love. So join me as we undergo a journey of aligning with our divine purpose and healing our soul. In our very first episode, we will be discussing body image and eating disorders, first going a little into my journey, then the stereotypes of black and brown women with eating disorders in the media, and different representations of body dysmorphia. I have attached some information and helpline links to the description if this is a triggering topic. I've always struggled with my body image and my relationship with food and exercise since I was a young girl. As a child I knew I was a bit chubbier but I've never been considered very quote-unquote fat or overweight. My body has always been healthy for my height and age but whenever I looked in the mirror, I was so conscious of the fact that I wasn't super skinny or super tall, which resulted in extremely controlled eating habits and over-exercising. I would religiously measure every limb and body part every month to meticulously track myself. I went through my lowest point while I was in sixth form, highly restricting my calories on some days, feeling satisfied if I went to bed hungry then binging and forcing myself to do intense exercise or induced vomiting to compensate on other days, feeling disgusted in myself. In turn, this affected my physical health, my mental health, my relationships and my academic performance. Even though I now feel I am in a healthy place with my body and mind, I know recovery is not a linear process and healing doesn't happen overnight. At the end of this episode, I want to share with you a poem I wrote about recovery, because self-sabotage, self-destructive behavior, and self-hate that has manifested within me throughout the years won't disappear because I decided to take a gap year. However, I am proud of myself. When I look back at the old Iman, the girl who was so afraid of judgment, unsure about herself, scared of other people's perceptions of her, anxious about going outside of her comfort zone. I feel a sense of gratitude flooding my body and pride in my heart as if there are fle- as if there are fresh flowers erupting from my lungs traveling to every curve of my body so representations of different body types and of brown women in the media who struggle with eating disorders is one thing i believe impacted me Hanaya Angus wrote an essay about her experiences with binge eating disorder, which I will link below too. She says, quote, when you are fat, you aren't given the chance to deal with disordered eating. If your body doesn't fit the standard of visual pleasure that is desirable, then you are cast aside as a greedy waste of space. According to society, you've chosen to be fat and you haven't tried anything to change it. They can't see that you've tried to make yourself vomit to no avail more times than you can remember. They don't know you've brought laxatives to swallow in bulk, hoping they will plunge your stomach of the toxins you've just consumed. So this is important because worldwide, the weight loss industry is worth $586 billion and has a 98% failure rate and all of the statistics mentioned will be referenced in the description too. Women's bodies when slimmer are associated with better health, wealth, success, and beauty, and therefore judged less harshly. This feeds into capitalism too, as the pursuit of thinness becomes about economic survival and less about aesthetics. Furthermore, young, affluent, skinny white women dominate representations of eating disorders, despite not being the main group affected by them. Black teenagers are 50% more likely than white teenagers to exhibit bulimic behaviour such as binging and purging. People of colour with self-acknowledged eating and weight concerns are significantly less likely than white participants to have been asked by a doctor about eating disorder symptoms. There is no one way which an eating disorder looks like and stereotypes are killing women of colour I know I I felt this way too, on my body my thighs are always being bigger despite having that typically romantic body chart on the kibble scale and I know I felt as though I was never skinny enough to have any problems because you couldn't see my bones and there was still flesh on me and even so social stigma within South Asian communities affects so many young women and men too, who are told they are simply seeking attention or don't have any real issues. Racism racism within healthcare is something that isn't discussed and prevents lots of women receiving the help and treatment that they need early on because doctors don't recognize the symptoms in brown women as quickly as they do with white women. Worryingly, we are losing bodies as fast as we are losing languages. With the rise of social media and instagram more and more women are looking the same trying to fit into the same social standard what i truly wish for is for every girl to look in the mirror and think that she's beautiful to breathe out all negative ideas of perfection and focus on being the best version of herself today not who she was yesterday and i know it isn't as easy as that so as promised here is my poem recovery which I hope will resonate with you. And if you would like to read any of my other essays or poems, the link to my portfolio will be in the description too. Recovery is a beautiful sensation. It's a journey that lasts months, years. Sometimes I can't do it on my own, but sometimes I need to be alone. Recovery allows me to forgive myself. For all the endless plane paced upon my mind and body, for all the daggers pierced into my heart, for the heat suffocating my soul, for the emptiness in my mind. Recovery means discovering parts of myself I never knew existed. Moving my bodies in ways I didn't know possible. Feeling myself nutrients I didn't know I could have. Enjoying moments I didn't think were allowed for me. Living and loving life. Recovery is sticky and messy and a real battle. It is truthful, tearing away years of deceit. Recovery is my best friend, and I promise I will never forget her. I promise I will never give up on her. I really hope you enjoyed my first episode. I'm sorry if the audio was a bit shaky. I don't have a proper microphone yet. But yeah, this is something that I've written a lot of essays and articles about and I am super passionate about this topic. So yeah, follow me on Instagram. Um, And I really, really hope you were able to resonate with this and take something away from this. So stay tuned because I am hoping to record episodes every week on different topics and leave me some feedback too um, on my social media or email me on how I can improve this. Thank you.